Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Guess who's back? My favorite person? Maybe if they haven't read the title, can they tell from the tone of your voice? I'm not even going to say your name. That's awesome. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm back. (laughs) It's. Jessica! (laughs) In case you haven't listened, we've had Jessica on the show before, and if I was a smart person, I would have looked up to see what episode number that was, but I did not. 31. Hey, girl, you know, you should definitely listen to that, but you can listen to it after this. It is not a precursor by any means, but we're having Jessica back mostly because she rocks my soul. She, like, sets my soul on fire in all the best hard ways, and we have really, really good... Does this mean you're leaving me? (laughs) conversation. No, no, just no. Like total sidebar nation. And and this is not applicable in any way, but I'm going to share the story anyways. My husband and I had to swap cars the other day. And so I drove to his work with our daughter and I had to take his car, which means I had to put her backpack and her car seat and her toys and whatever from my car to his car. So we're in the parking lot and he's like in, in his work clothes and I'm running errands. And so he's like loading up her car seat. And I said, this is what a divorce exchange feels like. Like we're like swapping babies and supplies. And I just started crying. Because <laughs> that's what I do. I'm a child of divorce. I've been through many kid exchanges. And he was like, started cracking up because that's what he does. And he was like, it'd be funny if it weren't true. And this really sucks. And I'm just going to kiss you to make sure everyone knows that this is not a divorce exchange. <laughs> so that's not what's happening. Cut. Guys, we're not sitting down not and having only, hard conversations. Not only are we not getting divorced, we are not getting divorced from <laughs> no, 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 none of that's happening. Okay, so back up. What we're actually talking about, and I'm sure we covered it more in the intro, is we are going to talk through money mindsets around, like, your individual personality and how that sets you up for certain spinning. So we're going to divorce you from bad money juju, that habits that oh, you have. See, that's where it all comes oh, together. Okay, gotcha. I'm tying it all in oh, now. Gotcha. Okay. okay. <laughs> that doesn't feel contrived so, at all. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are we ever contrived? Okay. 
Well, Jessica, welcome to the show. And we hope you can set this up. So where do you think people are at when they're when they're starting to think about money mindsets, like what is their first thought? Like what do they need to know about that before we even jump into the subject? So the rundown on money mindset is that it is the underlying structure, like the the core beliefs that you have that are running your show around money. So it's the things that you don't even question, the beliefs that you just – kind of absorbed from your parents, from some from society, from your friends, from hanging out in the online entrepreneur space a little bit too long, whatever, right? We pick this stuff up all over the place and then it kind of creates this special cocktail unique to each of us. And some people get like a really well-blended cocktail that goes down smoothly and doesn't give you a hangover the next day. And some people – <laughs> But some people get this really bad blend that doesn't enable them to make the money that they want or that doesn't or sometimes, you know, you you make the money that you want, but you can't hang on to it. You guys have talked to people who are paycheck to paycheck and they make a quarter of a million dollars or more a year. Right. And they're like, I know I should be able to live on this, but things feel so tight. Right. So. This crap is important because if you don't deal with it, more money does not solve the problem. More money just makes the problem bigger then, right? It, this isn't like a more makes it okay. Like your your crap follows you as you grow. More money, more problems. That's what I always say. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> so... But what we're actually doing today, and what I think is going to be really cool, is that we are offering ourselves, Abigail and I, on a silver platter for just to dissect and pick apart and call out all of our bad shit. She's talked to us multiple, multiple times, so she knows a lot of us. She knows a lot about us very deeply, and we've given her freedom to share it whenever she wants. It doesn't matter. We hide nothing. So you're welcome or I'm sorry. I don't know which comes first. (laughs) So I think to set it up, we asked Jess before the show, uh-huh. like, where do people's heads, where are they at when they're making specifically buying decisions? And for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, I don't like to spend money. Yeah. And Emily is like, let's spend all the money. But we specifically want to talk about decisions when you're saying yes or no to buying stuff in your business. Yes. Because it's very different how we treat it oh, in our personal life. True. Like very, very different. I think more for you than for me. I agreed. And it also is very, in which we can uncover and unpack <laughs> throughout this episode, how it's different as our business has changed. Yes. And how when we realize that where we spend more money intentionally, we know it's going to come back right, to us. Right, but right, at right. the beginning, you might not have that and yada, yada. But so what I think is really unique for this conversation is that if we're taking it back to literally month one of our business, so mm-hmm. March of 2015, Abigail and I were two very different business people than we are today. <sighs> Heck yes. We spent money differently. We saved money differently. We invested in our business differently. And it is like we are the cliched version of Abby not wanting to spend a dime and Emily wanting to buy all the things. And so I think it'd be really interesting to kind of unpack what that means for people because I know so many of our listeners fall into one of those categories. But I found it interesting before we hopped on that you kind of really broke it down into four. So like two different... 
four plus one quote normal person. <laughs> right, right, right. So I would love for you to break all of those people's down. You can give them names to like make it better, like easier to understand in this conversation. There probably is actual names. Like there probably are. You know, we just yeah, do- but you know, I don't know that. Right. Like, you know, oh, it's kind of no like. Word. Like I kind of revel in the I don't know the technical terms because then I don't ever like yeah, throw the jargon at people, yeah. right? Except That's then, like I long. read stuff later and I'm like, I totally already knew that. I just didn't know the fancy word for it. Yes. Uh. I love that. That's my everyday. <laughs> I love that. That's the best feeling ever. Okay, so break it down. Tell us what's up. Okay, so we talked about how. There are non-spenders, non-investors, right? Like I'm just going to kind of like hoard my money, right? And like let me yeah. hang on to it because what if it doesn't come back? What if I can't make more of it? What if something bad happens and I lose it all, right? There's like – there are people who won't spend and they either won't spend because like they don't believe that the investment will pay off right so they they don't trust the person they don't they've been scammed in the past and they're just real skeptical like they, they don't believe that they should need to buy things in order to be successful all of that stuff let's name her susan that's susan that's susan sure we can go with that i'm totally not going to remember this okay uh, i'll <laughs> Okay, so Susan has like been burned in the past. She bought crap and it didn't work or she just had negative experiences that taught her like that you should be self-reliant and that you shouldn't need to have other people kind of help you. You know, it's like a very like pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing. Then there are people who just don't – okay, Abby, can you – like go back to what you said like when we were talking because you said like you didn't like to buy because of what well I didn't like to buy because I just always felt like either I could figure it out or I didn't need it or I was just so flippin scared that it would just disappear like it was just gonna evaporate and like any success I had was not reproducible And so by spending the money, like, it doesn't return to you in any way possible. (laughs) There's no such thing as ROI. And like... (laughs) Only on time. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just... Yeah. Because I was trading time for money when that Mm -hmm. was my mentality is I was booking people and then I would get the money back and I'm like, well, I cannot spend anything because I don't see how it comes back. Like, I just was blinded by it. Right. Yeah. So there are people, basically, Susan is, I'm not going to invest because I don't believe in the other person or the other thing. And Abby is like, I'm not convinced that this is going to work out for me, right? That like, there'll be some kind of return that like, I need. Not that I don't think they're awesome or that I'm like, not interested. I'm just like, talk myself out of it. Uh Right. So what's interesting is that you said that you were doing the time for money thing. And most people don't recognize that they do this, right? And it makes as like as long as you are in the time equals money equation, which is let's get real, how most of at least Western yeah. society thinks, right? Like literally anybody in corporate, unless you are a salesperson, like commissioned sales, or you're like 
you know, at this point, independently wealthy or, you know, on way there type of thing. Yeah. So (laughs) most of you hearing this are in this time equals money thing. That makes us hesitant to invest because you have literally said, I have exchanged a portion of my life for this thing that I'm buying. Because that's what you had to do, right? You had to expend some of your life, i.e. time, to make the money to have to buy the thing. Yeah. Like I would literally look at something and I would calculate out how many hours of my life that equals. Yes. Like even if it was 100% unrelated, I was just like, it would take me five hours to make that money back. And, and that's not worth it to me, right? And right. I don't know how to make that worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like, a whole other like separate thing like that detaching time from money thing but even just being aware that you have that going on is huge because it'll screw you over so there's my yeah <laughs> my super technical term on that right yeah. it'll screw you over in the long run so what about screwing Italy over all right so so that was Susan and Abigail yes now let's talk about the other two ladies. What's the other lady besides you? Yes. I need to hear her described first and then I'll know her name. Oh, okay. It's got to come to It'll me. It'll come to you. Okay. Well, let's start with Emily then because Emily yeah. can describe herself. <laughs> so I mean, Emily, okay. So Emily said that she like bought all the courses and all the things yeah. and like hoarded yeah. all the information and stuff, which is yeah. interesting, right? Because Emily was hoarding information and Abby was hoarding her money. So, like, just note that. You usually fall on one side or the other. Yeah. Okay. So, Emily, go for it. Yeah. So, I literally bought solutions. That's what I thought I was doing. You said something earlier that really I was like, oh, shit, that's what I was doing. Whereas, like, you're when you're spending money on stuff like that just for the sake of spending money, you're doing it to, like, okay, well, I might come across this hiccup at some point, so I want to be armed with information now. This might be a problem for my business in the future, so I want to make sure it's not a problem now. It's literally creating problems that don't even exist for you. It's finding the solution to a problem that doesn't even exist for you yet. That's what I was doing. Yes, exactly. And I warn people about that. Who buys webinar before they even have a webinar? Not me. I did. (laughs) Yeah. I did. It ended up being the best decision. So thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) But, okay. I mean, and here's the thing. People do this already with, like on way lower levels. They do it with freebies. They do it with podcast episodes. They do it with all kinds of shit where they come from this place of like being super anxious. I would say that actually like this is how most of society is actually operating right now where we are like consuming information just in case, right? The problem with like everything being so easily accessible right now is that it's so easy to try to prevent problems that you're not even dealing with. And sure, like yeah. maybe this information is great information, but you are literally driving – like you've ramped up your anxiety for situations you are not facing. And this happens because copywriters are really great yeah. at what they do, yeah. right? They they load yeah. up, they know how to tap into your amygdala with their headlines, right? Like you have to oh, know this. Talk nerdy to me. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, yeah. So your amygdala is the part in your head that controls. <laughs> okay, so. 
So Well, and spoiler alert, this is not what I do in my personal life either. You don't hoard information? I don't ever. contrive every possible outcome that's possible in my never. everyday life. Never. Like how I would get through uh-huh. it. Do you it? know how many times she's called me and said... In case you die this way, this is what we're going to do. Right. I have literally had this phone conversation with Emily more than half a dozen times. Listen, I'm working it out with my therapist. <laughs> thing. I get it. Like, I realize I'm super important for your life, but I know how everyone's going to die in my life. It's fine. <laughs> but, okay, we do this with everything though, right? Like moms yeah. do it with their kids. They're like, oh, yeah. you know, 30 things you have to do absolutely right to make sure that your kid doesn't end up in therapy. Like, newsflash, you can't prevent that. <laughs> you know, we do this with our like businesses. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's three steps you must take if you want a five-figure month. Like, here are the eight steps you have to follow. Here are the seven systems you must have in place before you can crack yep. six figures. Blah, 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 blah. And it's all bullshit because what it really is, yep. is it's one person's experience of truth and they've found a way. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that it wasn't true for that person, right? Maybe they yeah. absolutely did need those seven steps and that's what worked for them. But that doesn't mean that's what you need, right? Yep. Here's why, guys, and if you haven't been a part of this conversation that we've had multiple times, because we, we usually have it with our students, because even when people choose to invest in us and in our program, and we'll talk about there's one more type of investor that we haven't covered, but, you know, they still come to us. Okay, well, what did you guys do? Well, what, how many blog posts should I do? How many social media channels? How, what should I price this at? What should I do this at? And every single time, I literally say, I could sit here and sell you for my, and I could make a shit ton of money off of it by telling you this is exactly what you need to do to equal this amount of success. But every single time I say in any of our programs, all of this, but you still have to be intuitive, creative, take action, take control, and tweak every single method, every single strategy for your business, because I am not one we've never, ever, ever put into our marketing, you should do, you must do to equal this stuff, because it that is not a thing that exists in the world. And I mean, you guys think there's that phrase that, you know, there's all roads lead to Rome. That means there's a lot of roads. There are a lot of uh-huh. ways to get what it is you want, right? I mean, it, like, there's a person who can fly and another person who can take a boat and some people can drive and you know and for somebody who is petrified of flying you can't sell them the flight path right i mean they they can try and they will feel like an absolute failure if they get in that plane and start freaking out now you plop them on a boat or in a car and then all of a sudden they'd be okay now, it takes a shit ton longer yeah. to take a boat to Rome than it does to take a plane. But does it really matter if it gets you there, right? right. Or do you want to right. buy somebody's, you know, blueprint system thingy mabobber that absolutely will guarantee you all the, mm-hmm. you know, kudos you've ever wanted, <laughs> but then it's not really right for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you feel like crap about yourself. Well, yep. That's because you are looking for something outside of yourself. You are shirking responsibility and you're saying like, I'm not willing, shirking, yes, I'm, I'm on a roll today. Yes, you are. You know, you're shirking responsibility for saying like, I'm going to try something and then tweak 
right? And Mm -hmm. if it goes really badly, I'm willing to go back to square one because square one is really more like 1.2 because you never go back. You already know you've eliminated something that's not right for you. But as long as you are going into buying anything, like buying a freebie or, well, downloading a freebie, buying a course, whatever – Anything you are doing because you think you need that person's secrets or this might be the thing, right? Or this could be it, right? If you're going into it saying those things, it's not going to be it. Like I'm just going to say that right now because even if that system would be right for you, the fact that you're going into it thinking that means that your head is not in the right place yet to take action in a way that you need to be. So just don't. I mean, take action, but don't buy the thing. <laughs> How do you invest right? This wait, is going to be... No, we got to cover the other girl. No, I know. Right. The girl the girl who... Uh, right? No, there's, there's only There's one. five. Oh, shit. Are there five? Okay. Who's the other? I, thought there, I think there's, I think there's four. four. I mean, because there there's are the people four. who invest and it's like the next logical step for them. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Oh, right? Yeah, okay. So yeah, like, yeah. This is Penelope because my daughter's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Uh, not that we're conditioning her for anything like here. Yeah, Susan's just a just. Uh, a sorry, if your name is Susan, I love you. Nothing against. Let's you. just not be Susans today. Let's all be <laughs> Penelopes. Love it. So, how can we be more like Penelope, mm-hmm. especially if we know we are not innately Penelope? Right. So the big thing is, okay, first of all, what would the Penelope look like in this situation, right? The Penelope. She looks gorgeous. I know, right? She has like this crazy good skin and amazing hair. So (laughs) in this case, that person is the one who has actively been trying to solve a problem already and has actively been looking for a solution to that problem or – the person who has enough of a track record that they can kind of relatively safely project where it is they're going. And it's not like an anxiety inducer. It's like smart planning to go get some information or go get some help or invest in the next program that is really maybe above what they need right now, but they can see that they're going to get there really quickly and then it doesn't make sense to redo things or whatever, right? The point being, the Penelope type person is the person who is investing because they believe in the inevitability of their growth and expansion. Yep. We have only turned into Penelopes this year. I still think we both have we still hold on to some of those old oh, yeah. sure. habits, but I definitely think we've come into our own yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. And, well, and some of that happens just as you like make experiences, right? You and like oh, yeah. you, your willingness to test something changes as you have a little bit more certainty. So then, with that certainty, as you experiment what is okay and what you're willing to do outside of the confines of normal changes. Like if you told me I'd spend 10 grand on Facebook ads, like I literally would have like fainted or vomited uh-huh. or like yelled at you uh-huh. or like all of the or above. laughed. I'm not sure what. Yeah. Or all, right. all of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But that. I like maybe see that happening. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, but that's because, like, like you disproved what your current yeah. belief system said yeah, was exactly. okay, right? Exactly. So, the, I mean, there's a couple ways to do that. Sometimes you have to just kind of force the experiment or force, you know, the experience. Oh, yeah. And, On yeah. each other. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you create evidence to the contrary then. So you literally say to your head, like, I get that this is what you think, whether that's it's hard to make money or these investments never pay off or I've been burned a lot of times and all these people are crooks or there are no decent employees out there. I hear this all the time, right? Like there's no decent workers anymore, all that stuff. Whatever your head says, you may have to just kind of go create evidence to the contrary, meaning go try to disprove the thing that your head is saying. But sometimes it's not that easy and sometimes it's like, layers and layers of crap that you kind of have to wiggle through. What are some questions we can begin to ask ourselves when we're wanting to invest in something, but wanting to kind of put ourselves through like an interview process, almost a vetting process of, am I making this decision for the right reasons? Yeah. So the big thing is figuring out what is motivating you either purchasing or not purchasing you know, for whichever personality type you are. Like, why are you thinking you want this thing? I'll use myself as an example because I was... Yeah, are you? Are you Susan <laughs> or Abby or Emily or I Penelope? I definitely was an Emily. I'm definitely a Penelope now. There are very few Emily moments that sneak through anymore. <laughs> they sometimes happen. It, it, they sometimes get the best of us every all. Every once in a while, that copywriting is just so bloody good. that. Oh, damn good. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was an Emily. And so in 2016, I invested in a mastermind. Now, I had had a private coach before that. I had bought oodles of courses before that. I don't relate at all. She doesn't get she's laughing at Keep us. going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> So, so like I had, I had already spent a ton of money and like how much, <laughs> like, so my first coach when I hired her was $9,500 and I hired yeah. her two weeks after I quit my corporate job. Are you kidding no, me? Not kidding. You were like, you were like Emily's like crazy stepsister. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't have $9,500 to spend, but I would have. <laughs> so interestingly enough, that was actually a Penelope move. Mm. Okay. That right. was definitely one of the best decisions I ever made because awesome. I – what was interesting was I had pulled a lot of Emily's before. I had bought all yeah. these courses and not really used them. Like, let's get real. And when I did that, Eventually, I came to realize, okay, there's something going on in my head. Like there's something wrong upstairs that I'm not implementing. I'm confused. I'm in my own way. I'm all of these things. And so that first coach that I hired was a mindset coach. And I'm obviously terribly biased towards this, but I really think that most people need a mindset coach before they need a business coach. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny because it's true, but it's funny because you're saying she's it. like hashtag plug my I know, right? Like, <laughs> and here's a link. But, but like, you guys, seriously, I don't even care if it's me. But like, you have to find somebody who calls you out on your crap because you just you will not see it. And for the record, like that coach, I still work with her on like a way lower level, but like she still calls me out on my crap 
Love it. So like Love I'm it. walking my talk here. Not only like do you need someone like that, but it doesn't I think even at first, and this is this is the Abigail coming out of me. <laughs> but I think sometimes it's it could be your peers, it could your be your spouse, it could be like I think you have to have someone who's just really good at calling your shit. Yes. Like at first. I'm not saying eventually you don't need like the therapy portion to like get your head around it, but initially, like I remember one time Emily was like are you kidding? Like I, she was like, are you joking? Like, I was like, this is the first time I've ever bought a font. And she's like, you're a graphic designer for a living. <laughs> like literally how? Right. She was like, like baffled. Yeah. But so she called me out of my shirt. Right. Well, I think that exactly going into that is like, that's why Abigail and I were able to change into better spenders and investors. Because we were the opposite. Because right. we were the opposite of each other. And because I would say something or she would say something. I mean, there was a lot of stuff early on where I was like, I feel like we should really do this. And she would just hem haw for long enough to where then that like feeling of excitement to go buy that thing like wore off right. for me. So then I was like, okay, it's fine. We can skip it. And then now I'm like, oh, I'm glad we didn't buy that thing or whatever. And so it, it's worked both ways for sure right yeah yeah but not everybody has that luxury right or if you don't have that person partner if you have that person calling you out like what are some like what are things I can ask myself or like an exercise I can go through to like really figure out if this investment makes sense for me so the point I was getting at was that last year I invested in a mastermind that was more money than we have spent on the two cars sitting on our driveway. So not an insignificant sum. And I went to my husband for all the like empowered ladies out there. I didn't go to him to ask for permission. He's not that kind of dude. But like, you know, these are probably the types of purchases that to keep a solid partnership, you may want to run past your partner. I feel we haven't agreed upon amount, my partner. It's above that. We talk yes. about it together. And I actually recommend that. That amount is definitely one you right. should have talked right. to him about. <laughs> that, that number qualified, right? So I talked to him and I was really going back and forth on it. And eventually, and I kept trying to like get his opinion on it and like, well, what do you think? Does this make sense? I was also pregnant with kiddo number three and like was going to have her in the middle of the mastermind, like all this stuff. And we were talking all this stuff. And finally, he says to me, you're just trying to get me to say yes or no so that if it goes belly up, you can blame me. And he's like, I'm out for that. That's not what I'm here for. And he's like, I'm not telling you what to do. If you think you need this, it's on you. And it kind of was like, oh, shit. Right? But that's exactly what I needed to hear because the responsibility was squarely on me, right? If just because he like gave his blessing on it or said, yeah, sure, go for it, doesn't mean it's his problem if I use it or if I get nothing out of it. And we do the same thing. You may not do that with your spouse or you may not do that with like, a $100 thing that you invest in or when you go to, you know, buy the next level of email service provider or whatever. You may do that on a smaller level, but are you going to blame somebody else if this doesn't get you the result that you think it should get you? 
And are you looking for that thing to get you a certain result? Now, I'm not saying that like an investment shouldn't have a purpose. It absolutely should, because otherwise, how do we measure like ROI, right? But you have to be willing to say like, this is what I'm going to do with it. Here's what I'm going to try. Here's why this is the next step for me. Not, oh my God, if I don't buy this now, I'm going to miss out on the four bonuses, right? Yeah. That See, that's where I was coming at it. And I would go to my partner for like a, a, the conversations again. If it's like the over, bonuses are going away. The bonuses are going away, babe. Like I need, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. And so he would ask me the question, okay, if you learn this new strategy, if you implement this what does that mean for your business? And I wouldn't ever have the answer because I hadn't thought that far. I just knew that other people were doing it and it was working for them. So it must work for me once I like figure it out and do it. Like, don't ask me those questions now. I haven't even taken the program. And looking back now, obviously hindsight, I can see the purpose of those questions. And like, those were great questions to be asking Emily at that time. But I feel like that's where a lot of like, where especially as creative women, if we get asked those questions by our partner, we automatically assume that that means they're unsupportive and that they don't get it. And they just don't understand this world. And I'm encouraging you right now on the other side of this fence and this journey. Why do we always assume people are have bad intent? Oh, right? That like they're they're either pushing you or they're literally asking you, okay, cool, go do it. Now what's your game plan? But we just get so defensive about it. I, I still do this. Oh yeah. Oh yes. My my husband. We still does. work on it. <laughs> I'm like, I think he said yes to this thing the other day that by all reasons I would have thought that he would have said no to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I went into it like, this is gonna be a fight, uh-huh. we're gonna get an argument, uh-huh. I'm probably still gonna lose. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. it didn't didn't yeah. work out. Fun that times way. over yeah. here. <laughs> and not that you don't you shouldn't lose or win right an investment. Not, right. <laughs> especially when it comes to talking them over with a spouse, like or partner, or boyfriend, or girlfriend, or whatever. Like, I just wish I could grant you the Penelope crown uh-huh. and just have you analyze it from a place of will this effectively help me and do how? what I need to and do? How? And how? And what am I going to implement? And what am I when? going to try? And how, like, how am I going to see the investment? Yeah. I feel like if you're an- if you spend the time to answer those questions yourself or go over them with someone you know and love, then that will avoid every single one. We've all done this. Maybe not Abby, but buying the thing and letting it sit there and not going through the lessons and not implementing it. I've done it once. <laughs> oh, really? I bought one of those one of those flash deals that has like. 45 million courses oh, in it. Oh, yeah. And a, we, like I mean, we literally dollars. did this. We're in the process of doing this. We have something that we have spent a good amount of money on that we've done like maybe two hours of. I think it's I've done a little more. Sitting right there. No, <laughs> and I think, I think that can still happen regardless of your intent. But I think you have to go through the process of like setting aside the time. Because generally yes. when we're talking about investing especially in like a course like it doesn't just like magically like you you buy it and then now you win at life (laughs) like you you don't absorb it and then like get to go out and conquer the world like you have to make time for it but 
What other things yeah. do people need? <laughs> I'm just not even going to ask you questions. Now we're just rambling. You You're like just talk. I mean, yeah, like you guys brought up really good points. And what I'll say to that is you have to ask yourself, like, what is the underlying motivation behind me buying this thing? Am I afraid of what happens if I don't? Am I afraid that if I don't buy this thing, I'll never have a chance to work with this person? I'll never get it at this price again. I will not increase my sales this quarter. I will not grow my Instagram following. I whatever. Are you afraid of what will happen if you don't invest? Because if you are, you are looking for that thing to change your life. And the only thing that can change your life is you. Yes. Yeah. Right? No, I think one of the, I would say, solid investments we made recently were for most people, they would have gone into it and the reason they would have bought it would have been to dramatically change how they run their business or help them implement certain strategies or get insight from an expert. But we literally bought it and we agreed that we bought it for the sole reason of we need to be in front of new people because we're running in the same circles too often and we just need to meet people. So we literally paid for something <laughs> yeah. to say, I want to meet, hang out people. with this crowd. Yes. This is different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'll say that those are the only investments I make now. I only invest in one-on-one -on -one coaching for myself or because I want to hang out with the person either running or facilitating or whatever the thing, or I believe that the people that they are going to attract to the thing are people that I want to hang out with. I don't, like, information is a dime a dozen. I can hire people a fuck ton smarter than me, like, and they can do the thing. Like, I don't need to learn how to do lead pages and, and make my funnels like like some people do need that right, right. Like some people i think there's a lot of people in the beginning of business where i'm like okay i knew how to build a website but if you had told me webinars was going to be the sole thing that made me money i would have been like i don't know how to do a webinar she's I lucky she found me i don't Let's know how real. to set it up i don't know what to say in a webinar i don't know how to pitch and i was like i've got this Emily's my boo. Mm -hmm. But like, if you don't have an Emily, like yeah. some people just need well, and I think the, the roadmap. The best, and super obvious now that I like say it out loud, but the best, and you might have told me this or I heard it from someone else. I don't know. But I'm just going to, I'm just going to credit to Jessica. Obviously, if it's great, it's, it's from Jessica. It's fine. <laughs> really asking yourself, like I go through all of those questions. Great, great, great. But truly, especially if it's something strategic in your business, like Facebook ads or funnels or evergreen or webinars or whatever it may be, like, is that the next strategy you literally want to implement? And when I mean next, I mean like in the next couple of weeks or next month, not next year, not at the end of the year. Like literally, are you now focusing this quarter of, of attention to that strategy? Will it help you set them up better, faster, smarter, get more people, whatever it may be. But if that's something just on the eventual horizon, don't mess with it right now because you're just going to sit there. And then you're going to resent yourself. Exactly. You erode your confidence in your own ability to make good decisions for yourself to take responsibility for yourself, your business, your results. You, become Susan. you need to have some investment wins, yes. I feel and, like. And the thing is, in the beginning, you better be pivoting quick, right? 
If you are sitting down and trying to figure out what your business is going to look like in a year, you are wasting your time, right? Like unless you have already run 10 businesses and know how you do it and this one is just like a new iteration, okay, fine. You don't count. But like what we're doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just like what? She's like, uh, pause on that conversation. (laughs) I mean, in a way, like you guys had that advantage, right? Because, and I think sometimes people forget that. Like, this isn't you guys' first business. Like, not only do you guys have each other, but you guys have past experiences. You knew how you like to sell. Emily knew that she liked to make experiences for people. You know, Abby knew she was sick of working with people one on one, like all this stuff. And, If you haven't, if you're just coming out of corporate or you're just, you know, getting your kids into school or your kids are going off to college or you're just starting to take this thing seriously, you don't know any of that stuff about you yet. And the first thing you need to do is figure out what you like and what seems remotely fun and how do you do business and you can't buy somebody's thing and just assume that was right for them is going to be right for you. Like, and like Emily said, like, if you haven't said, okay, this is what I'm going to try right now, then you're making the investment too early, right? Yep. And, yep. and there's all the FOMO, you guys, there's like all the, you know, we're not running this again this until next year and it'll never be offered at this price again and blah, blah, blah. Can you trust that when you need it, the right solution will be there, right? Right. Because otherwise you are making decisions from a place of fear and that crap gets old, you guys. That's a really good way to burn out. That's a really good way to stop learning how to trust yourself or to unlearn it even further than you have already unlearned it by previous questionable decision making. You just keep going down that rabbit hole. And until you can say to yourself, you know what, like, If somebody else stepped into my business, they would know how to make it successful. Like it is possible. And I need to figure out how it's possible for me. And then when I run into a problem with the method or the tactic or the strategy that I'm trying to use and that feels good and is getting me results that seem promising, then you go get a solution. Then you go invest in a course or a person or a thing that can get you over that hump. But it should be because you are pursuing something that you are excited about and because, and I don't mean entrepreneurship as a whole, okay? I don't care if you're excited about entrepreneurship as a whole. You need to be excited excited about the path that you are on right now and the thing that you are chasing right now instead of being worried about what you might miss out on. There are a bajillion people popping up stuff all the time. You're not missing it. Like nope. we're not running out of information. Google's not going away. You'll be fine. I promise. You'll be good. Trust. Well, I just want to say like If this doesn't say anything about Emily and I, we are having, (laughs) we are having Jessica on the show Uh in the middle of a launch where we're selling you a thing, where we're selling you a thing. And I guarantee you, she just talked some people out of it. Yep. Yep. And she just talked some people into it. Yep. And for all the right reasons, both sides. This is just me coming from a place of, Ultimately, 
regardless if it costs me money or makes me money, like I want the people in our programs who are ready to rock and roll and who are motivated and they see a path and they're excited to jump on board. And I know that's why we start. We start with those mindset pieces and we start with the MVP and we start with the thing you're already brilliant at, especially if you're a newbie because you don't know what you want to do yet. And we're helping you lay the foundation. But I mean, I'm sitting here like, oh, I hope this is a good decision. Well, but if you are coming into it, <laughs> yeah. like Jessica said, yeah. if you're coming into you're it wanting to it. be a Band-Aid, wanting us to solve all your problems, wanting us to give you a happy pill, you are going to resent us and I don't want to be resented. I'm tired of getting like the any nasty emails or comments or whatever. Not that I mean, they happen all the time, but like rare. I want to minimize that. And so that is literally why we're having this discussion <laughs> during this time because I'm like, if it's not right for you... Is not right for you. And that's cool. Right. And that's, I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> and the other thing is like, it benefits people like you guys yes. to not have people come in who yes. aren't ready, right? Because yes. they don't get the results and yes. it makes you look bad, even though that's yes. not really your problem, right? But like- It makes me feel bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, let's just kind of collectively as people agree that wherever we can help each other not make decisions from a place of fear, that's probably going to be good for all of us. Yes. Yes. Literally everyone involved is now happier. (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) Now, with that in mind, we should roll in a talk strategy to me because this is already a long episode. So, Jessica, break it down. I want three questions I can ask myself today to say, is this investment right for me? And specifically, if you have any thoughts on is the strategy academy right for me, I would love to know what your action steps slash questions are. Okay. So the first question I would ask myself is, what result am I hoping for if I buy this thing that I don't believe I can get right now on my own? And what have I tried to do to already get that result? And what is not working about that? I kind of cheated. That was already like three questions for one. Right? Three and one. It's fine. Okay, so one. <laughs> so <laughs> one. Because we, you know, count and run on sentences around here. Okay, so that's kind of the big thing. The second thing is what happens if I don't buy this now, right? What, yeah. what am I afraid of happening? What would I do instead? Right. If you don't know what you would do instead, then that either means that you don't have clarity around what it is you want to begin with, or you legit need to go get some help and get some answers and use the thing. Right. But only you know that. And you have you can't lie to yourself about this. And then the <laughs> third thing is if I don't get results from this thing, if I don't open it, if it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Not happening. <laughs> I'm I'm speaking generically now, right? <laughs> if I don't get what I want out of this thing, how am I going to feel? Right? Because if you are going to be pissed at the people who are running it now, okay. The caveat there is like there are douchebags on the planet who really sell sure. things that you know, shouldn't be sold. We're pretending like they don't exist for right. a second. Right. Like I'm not even going to acknowledge that part of it. And if you get wrapped up in something like that, you know, sorry, talk to your credit card company. But <laughs> but, but like generally speaking, if you are disappointed with the results that 
come out of you buying a thing? Are you going to kind of take it on the chin and be like, huh, okay, well, that wasn't right because now I realize that I work better one-on-one or Instagram is not the right strategy for me or I have no interest in running an online business or whatever, right? Or are you going to be like, I already knew all that stuff and I can't believe that I spent five bajillion dollars on that thing and now I can't go to Disney World. Like, if you are going to be resentful, don't buy the thing. (laughs) That's just funny. such a sad Susan story. (laughs) Don't don't buy anything if you think there's a chance of being resentful. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that question alone would have saved me from a lot of purchases first year. Like, literally, just that one. Well, I liked a lot of the things you bought because they helped me a lot. Right? <laughs> You're welcome. You owe me half. No. I'm good. I already owe you plenty. Okay. So, thank you, Jessica. <laughs> I think you just blew a bunch of people's minds. Yeah. And I want y'all to know, before I let her drop all her links and all her, like, here's how you hire me, I want to <laughs> say... That's how she's going to come out <laughs> with jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, you can't see my jazz hands right now. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm so glad that you've been a huge part of our year this year. And you've made a big difference in our lives personally and in the lives of many of our students. And I'm super jazzed, <laughs> jazz hands, that you're going to be coming back for Strategy Academy coming up in the new year. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to rock some people's worlds. And like, I'm literally getting chills because guys, I cry on camera last year. So, you know, earlier this year. So get ready for that again. I know. It's going to be crazy. So hopefully you all are seeing, I mean, you're at least going to see her once, but I'm hoping that she's more the investment alone. I'm hoping she becomes more of a staple. I would love to. I've kind of, you know, just adopted your peeps. Like, they're kind of like, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I like your peeps. Good good people. Yeah, you're one with the peeps. So tell everyone where they can find you online and what you offer and what they need to go get from you and all of the things. Yeah. So the the cool thing that I'm doing and really pumped about right now is Workshops for Water. I wrapped up one round of that about a month ago. If you're listening to this in the future, it may have been rebranded as something else. That's still in discussions because we pivot and tweak all the time. But the thing is, I offer these the, a workshop series for a month in exchange for a donation to Charity Water. So it's $97. A $97 donation to Charity Water gets you access to the four workshops, which sounds bananas because I... Because it is. It's like legit coaching from me. The funny thing is the first round I talked to a few people and I was like, so what were you expecting? And they're like, well, I kind of just did it to do like my good deed for the year. Uh-huh. But then you kind of blew my mind and I actually realized I needed all of this. <laughs> um, so like I don't really care if you just want to give water to thirsty children in developing countries. That's awesome. And like I'd love to have you board. But I really think that what I do needs to be experienced. And like you guys, this is like a, a tiny sliver, right? And so in workshops for water, I – actively coach people like we we have one on we have these group calls where 
I talk one-on-one with people. And everybody said that was one of their favorite parts of it because they literally got to hear what other people were going through. And then they realized like, oh crap, I do that too, right? Or I don't do it with money, but I do it with food or whatever, right? We we kind of stick to money, but it ends up not really being about money because it's about all the things. So you can find that I can make a link for you guys, jessicaeely.com slash the strategy hour. And people can, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this, you can sign up for workshops for water, either if it's active or the waiting list for it. And I'll also put like some stuff we talked about in the past. The money story intensive is on there and a quiz to find out what kind of entrepreneur you are, all that, all that jazz. But just go to that link. Sounds like the best thing ever. So yes. I'm going to tell them to go to jessicaeely.com slash the strategy hour. I'm going to assume that you put hyphens and then you also don't put hyphens because people yes. will mess this up. Yep. yep. <laughs> We're going to do all of the ways that you would think to type that into your URL so you can get to the right place. You can also go to the show notes of this episode in iTunes or on our website and the link will also be there right. and it will be clickable. So you can just click it. Just don't worry. We got you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.